Hey everybody, it's Heavy Ham. I'm here to talk to you about how easy it is to use Anchor to get your podcast out there. These guys are amazing to work with. They get you set up on every platform imaginable. Just recently I got set up on Google and Spotify and my listeners are coming in like crazy. It's free to get you set up with sponsors Like the ad you're listening to right now is for Anchor, the people that I'm podcasting through. It's amazing. So check them out. Go to anchor.fm slash start to get started or download the app through the Google Play Store or the Apple iStore. It's Anchor. It's free and it's simple. Podcast today. I can't wait to hear it. Welcome back, everybody. This is Heavy Ham. This is another episode of Hamcast, and today we're talking about Yi Naidushi. Now, I may have slaughtered that, and if I did, I apologize to any of my Navajo uh, listeners out there. I'm trying to get better at the pronunciation of the of the proper pronunciation for all the legend and all the lore creatures but the yi naidi yi na naidi ushi is what is referred to as the skinwalker now if this is a topic you do not want to hear about i implore you stop listening now Okay. Um, the reason I say that is because this is a very elusive, it's a very taboo topic for a lot of reasons. This isn't something that is just pulled out of thin air. It isn't something that is just um, thought of and then it was this creature, this shapeshifter, if you will, is believed to be very real, very evil, and it begins with a living, breathing person, okay? Um... Much as a Rougarou does. A Rougarou... Um... For any of you who are down south, if you are familiar with a Rougarou, a Rougarou is... kind of like a werewolf. But more in the sense that... they... Um... More in the sense that they walk as man and or woman during the day, and then they're able to shapeshift into their beast form at night. But they became a Rougarou because of something evil that they did, a ri- an evil ritual they performed to get that form 
Um, so, um, there's another legend that I would like to bring up as well while we're on different legends. Um, this Dakini, I'm sure many of you that listen to cryptid shows that have researched even a fraction of Bigfoot sightings, a fraction of cryptids, are familiar with Mothman. Um, now, Stakini is an owl, a large owl monster, um, half owl, half human, and this derives from an Apache uh, seminal uh, lore. Um, they're able to walk and live their normal lives as um, normal everyday people during the day but then at night they vomit up their hearts and take on the shape of um, these giant owls and what they feast on ultimately is the heart of the wicked um, according to the legend, they, um, they serve as a warning and try to, you know, keep people away from certain areas. Um, the reason I bring up the Mothman is because, um, if you're familiar with that story, the Mothman was constantly trying to keep people away from a certain warehouse or a power plant and trying and constantly showing up on or around the bridge that was crossing uh, from one town to the next and then ultimately the bridge collapsed bringing an end to or a slowdown to the Mothman sightings um of course that is the most famous of the giant winged creature sightings but that's not to say that's the only one i just bring up the mothman because it's one that will resonate with you guys the most now let's jump right into our skinwalker thing like i said sorry this episode's a little bit late um, it took longer than I had anticipated to get this together. Um, I thought I had notes already put away on this topic, and when I was going back through all my notes, uh, the notes I thought I had on it, they were missing, or I didn't have them. And so I had to start over from scratch. And surprisingly, there's not a lot of factual documents out there. A lot, there's not a lot of black and white print. There's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of hard copy. There's not a lot of you know. There's not a lot of stuff out there on the Skinwalker. Um, you have to go off of secondhand sometimes, thirdhand encounters 
and you really have to do a lot of uh, digging, researching. Sometimes you never get down to the bare tacks of, okay, who sent the story in? Is this factual? Where was it cited at? Um, so with that in mind, I did find, um, let's see, I did find a pretty good amount of information as to how the lore came about. And keep in mind that even though this is a rough go of things, to get the true fact of the Skinwalker, I, I'm not going to keep slaughtering the actual pronunciation. Um, but to keep get to get the full story, you'd actually have to talk to a Navajo elder or medicine man and um, an outsider can't get that information it's um, forbidden I don't want the word taboo means that it's that you'd be welcomed in eventually and they'd give you the information no it's it's almost, it's almost law that they will not give you that information. It's, it's something they don't write about, something they don't talk about. I actually have access to a Native American lore site. Um, and it's not just Native American lore, it's Native American. It's a bunch of different things, Native American. That is one thing, even though um, it does state the name, there is nothing underneath it. And I contacted the people that run the site, and I said, I would really like to know more about this. They emailed me back and said, sorry, um, there's nobody willing to come forward with any more information about this we can give you the number of a couple of people that might but we're look you're probably looking at about six months to a year before you'd even be you'd even have any information um i so you know i i don't know i might reach out to the couple names that they gave me. I'm not going to drop their names. Um, the thing is, is in order to reach out to them and in order to do this whole thing, I would then have to, from what I understand, according to the lore, I would then have to invoke the spirit. And I don't know that I'm ready to do that. I don't know that I want to do that. Because from my understanding, the spirit can follow me wherever I go from that point on. And I grew up knowing about banshees. And these seem like they're that on steroids. There's no way I want to deal 
with something like that. Um, I'm very in tune with Mother Earth and um, the powers of animals. And I know when spirit animals are around, when they make themselves known, what they mean. And so I'm not willing to cross that barrier. Does that make sense? So here we go. This is one of the creepiest legends or lore <laughs> in any of the tribal myths. The pronunciation. Where is it? Ye na adiushi literally translates to he who goes on all four. They are described as having once been powerful, and I don't like this word, but witches or medicine men who possessed magic that will that varied from tradition to tradition. I put culture to culture because from tribe to tribe, every um, every tradition is different. Chief among these abilities was the power to shapeshift in various animals, in various animal forms, from coyote and wolf to crows and owls and bears and deers. They also have the ability to keep half their human form, making it appear as if one was looking at a nightmare or an abomination of nature. Once the medicine man performs the necessary ritual, which reportedly included killing a loved one, they take on the spirit of the Yinaidishi, and henceforth banished from the tribe. And they're meant to wander the wilderness alone for the rest of time. Now, however, since it's forbidden for any Navajo elder to speak about this or write about this creature, not only to outsiders, but also it's very hush-hush and taboo for them to even talk about it amongst themselves. We may never know the full story, okay? We may never not. We may never know exactly what happens. The quickest way to find out if there is one of these happening uh, or one of these nearby is, and I have found this to be very, very accurate is one is there a and this may seem you know this may seem a little um this may seem a little i don't want to say racist because it's not supposed to be that way but 
Navajo blood is required for this creature. And I know what everybody's saying. It's going through everybody's mind at this point. Everybody at some point in their life has Navajo blood in them. And yes, you're probably right. Everybody has some sort of Native American blood in them. Myself, um, I was told that somewhere along the line there was some Cherokee and some Sioux. Okay. But, by the time it got to my grandmother, that was about a quarter so let's see a quarter watered down to my mom we're looking at probably about a 16th so now we're, to me that's probably about a 32nd you know that's not a whole lot of Native American blood I'm talking tribal blood enough blood that if you were to join the tribe, you would re- you'd be able to get the benefits. Okay. So that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about all of these people who want to self-identify as whatever. I'm talking about full-blooded or even half-blooded but living on a reservation so you want to look at places that have a high Navajo population or a semi-high population is there a reservation nearby or is there a population nearby then you want to take into consideration are there mysterious deaths within the family can't be explained and are there mysterious deaths outside of that family where the family knows the people that's when we have to start looking at skinwalkers and a lot of people don't put those those puzzle pieces together because it just sounds crazy it sounds oh well we don't want to play that card but I'm going to explain a couple of things, okay? Um, I'm going to put it back on the table here. Like I said, it's all going to come full circle. I'm just going to sidetrack you guys here for just a second. Now, in some modern cases, modern-day field researchers have lumped skinwalkers with Bigfoot. And or dogmen. More so the latter. And here's why. I think. Now I spoke to one such individual. When we were discussing the face eater. Or gugly as it's more commonly referred to. Here's a quick recap for those of you who are just tuning in. And have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. The gugly is a high altitude Bigfoot, okay? It's way up in the high Uintas. It's rarely seen or rarely reported due to the few survivors that actually make it away from this creature. They only come down when it's absolutely necessary to hunt or feed. 
and unlike their other Bigfoot counterparts, they have a protruding snout. See, most of the Bigfoot um, sightings show of a Bigfoot that have more of a gorilla or a human-like face, more of a pushed-in, more of a flat face. This particular Bigfoot sighting has actually got three names. Gugly, Face Eater, which most people don't like calling it Face Eater because it's very descriptive, scares the hell out of you. The other one it's referred to is Bear Man. Because when you see it, it looks like a bear. It's got a very protruding snout. It stands out. You can see the snout. Okay. It's extremely intimidating to the largest bears. And some may have even seen this creature with bear fur draped over it like a coat if you will dubbing them the name bear man now here's the thing there was a couple of sightings and i have to i'd have to go out to my office to find the reports but there was a couple of sightings where they report seeing a bigfoot it was about nine and a half foot tall they said and it looked as if it had hair from the knees down and then no hair and then it looked as if it was wearing a coat and then it had really long hair and a snout like a bear they called it a bear man they referred to it as a bear man not a bigfoot in the report in the sighting report they referred to it as a bear man they said it had hair from the elbow to the wrist from elbow to the wrist from the knees to the foot from knees to the foot and the rest and it had some hair from the shoulders I mean, it was very descriptive. Some hair from the shoulders, down around the chest, but the rest of it was bare, as if it was, as if it was just muscle and skin, and they could make all the muscles out. And then it looked as if it was wearing a large bear for a coat. So, makes me wonder if there that they saw a traditional bear man or a gugwe or if they ran into something else and that something else is something that i've talked about at a little bit of length in a couple of my other episodes called mountain giants or district managers Now these things, being a nine foot tall would make it incredibly smaller than it should have been, okay? 
Um, the fact that they saw the knees and they could see down to the feet tells me that this thing had to have been either really young or maybe I'm wrong. And they really did see a gugwe and something was wrong with it. Maybe it was sick. Maybe it was losing its hair. I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know the circumstances. I don't know if maybe because there are other episodes or other sightings of the gugwe where we've people have reported them and these things are covered in really long hair i mean you still see the pectoral you can still see the muscles protruding out um there's one clip on youtube of a russian gentleman and his son and it says Bigfoot in the title, but you can clearly tell that it was not a Bigfoot, it was a Gugwe. You see the protruding snout as it's hauling ass past them. What was a Bigfoot was the thing that was hiding from the Gugwe to the left of them. Um, so, you know, food for thought. Um, there's all different species of Sasquatch out there and you run into a gugwe you'd be you'd be doing yourself a favor to stay try to stay clear um, they are very aggressive which is also what I put in this next paragraph they are known for being seen around graveyards for some reason they have a very and depth appetite for rotted flesh you will very rarely see your typical timid bigfoot around cemeteries so if you see a bigfoot near a cemetery or a graveyard don't approach the that bigfoot it's gonna be your more aggressive more uh protruding snout type bigfoot it will attack, it will eat you. Um, they normally range from nine to 10 feet tall. Whereas your typical Bigfoot ranges anywhere from, you know, they can full grown, they range anywhere from seven to eight and a half. You, you know, and you know, if you've been paying, if you've paid attention to any of the other videos, any of the, legit videos youthful ones you know adolescent age anywhere from four to six so we know that they can they talk about it about eight and a half very rarely we see them getting to be nine to ten feet tall but um, now that's not saying that we don't have aggressive Bigfoot that aren't Gugglies because there are I've gone over that in a couple of my other episodes um, as a matter of fact my first episode you guys should check that out I'm not going to go too far into that right now um, but back on track he thought the Gugglie could have been a skinwalker due to the the appearance of it wearing bear furs 
Now, I'm not saying that that's not a good nickname for the Gugwee, since it is technically walking around wearing skin. But I am saying that I don't think that that's what the skinwalker is necessarily. Just like I don't think we should go around just throwing Native American names on every single Bigfoot that roams the woods. Okay? Um, the skinwalker starts out as a man, a medicine man who grew so hungry with power that he wanted to be able to shapeshift into anything he desired. And in order to do that, he had to sacrifice someone he loved. So, he commits the ultimate sin and is banished from the tribe. He gets his power, but he loses his soul and the one he, he's, he loves. He also loses the respect of his peers and his tribe and is forced to wander the earth alone. Now, to wrap this up, I'm going to let you guys know of a great page called mysteriousuniverse.org. Mysteriousuniverse.org was updated November 25th, 2018. You guys should go check it out. That's where, you know, you'll find, um, that's where I got quite a bit of the details for what I talked about today on this episode. And as well, I'm also going to, like I said, we have to go off of stories that people share. So, back in 2015, as a matter of fact, October of 2015, a guy by the name of Sean Redren, I don't think he got enough credit for the work he did on this website. It's called cultnation.com, and the article simply reads, 12 people tell their terrifying encounters with Navajo skinwalkers. Now, it does say via creepy catalog, so I don't know if he actually collected these stories himself. I don't know if he just copied and pasted them. It doesn't give a whole lot of detail on where the stories came from or how he acquired them. But it is a pretty interesting read. It a lot the stories are very good, well put together. And you know, 
I'm not going to read any of these stories because I want you guys to read them for yourselves. What I am going to do is when this is over, I'm going to post them on my Facebook page, which is in conjunction with the podcast. So, you can find us on Facebook. All you got to do is go to Facebook in the search bar, search at Hamcast. It'll pull up our Facebook page, and you can find this skinwalker article this the link to the skinwalker page um hopefully he'll see it because i'm tagging him in it as well and hopefully we'll be able to get him on the show next matter of business i did find one of my friends who likes my page told me to type in skinwalker into reddit and I found this really interesting. It is a super long, <laughs> super long possible encounter of a skinwalker. But to sum it up, I'm going to try to sum it up as quickly as we're already at the 32 minute mark. So I'm going to try to sum this up for you guys. So this guy starts off by graduating saying he's happy that we have reddit i'm kind of wanting to share my creepy encounters and experience for a bit but what my sister told me a few days ago made me want to share this possible skinwalker encounter i'm before we even get any further this was posted a year ago by user, his name is U Spunky Guy Zero Two. U Spunky Guy Zero Two. Okay, so you Spunky Guy, if you're out there and you happen to run upon my uh, podcast, or if anybody knows who You Spunky Guy is. Let him know that I'd like to talk to him a little bit more about this. I'd like to uh, find out. I'd like to know. I'd like to know a little bit more. So, and there's some updates that I'm going to give you at the bottom of this. So, let's just jump right into it. Says he's a Native American. And so is his father and siblings. His mom has very little, but there is still some in her. They're not involved with any tribes, but they do enjoy looking, reading, and trying to be active in the Native American culture. There are plenty of tribes in the state that they live in. Okay. This leaves me to believe that they might be in either Colorado or Arizona, okay? And another thing that leaves me to believe either Colorado or Arizona is the next um, couple of paragraphs. A few weeks ago, I was asking my dad about the tribes around here and was asking 
if there was a possibility that skinwalkers could be up here. He kind of avoided the question, but did tell me that a tribe up north was notorious for murders, both by members and unexplained ones. I tried seeing if I could get any more answers from him, but there was nothing else. Now time for the actual encounters. Both my sister and I have experienced them the most, but my brother has also had some unexplained scratching and whispering at night. It was rare, but it did happen. The encounters started at the beginning of the summer in 2017. Now me and my sister share a room. She's always been scared of the dark, so being the nice big brother I am, I've shared a room with her. Anyways, it was around maybe 11 o'clock at night when me and my sister heard a weird sound. It sounded kind of like a bird, but definitely not normal. You know when someone's throat has strep in it and they're trying to mimic a crow? Both me and my sister kind of looked up from our phones and gave each other a weird look. We live in an apartment complex that's located on the edge of a small town. This town is kind of druggy. So for the first hour, we thought it was just some drug addict outside tripping out. But it lasted for three hours. Ending around 2 a.m., my sister had fallen asleep and everything was quiet. But then I heard the big dogs down the road start barking like crazy. I thought it was just weird timing or they saw us an animal. But looking back, I think it might have been the skinwalker. A few weeks go by and the same sound starts around 10 or 11 o'clock just like last time and would usually end around one or two at first me and my sister didn't really pay attention to it and eventually thought it was actually a weird sounding bird but one night i had slept over at my friend's house which is a trailer on the edge of the same town right near mine me and my friend were just about to fall asleep on the couches when I heard that same sound. I sat straight up, looked at my friend. You heard that, right? I had asked her, thinking it was all in my imagination. Yeah, it sounded like a bird. Why? She told me, probably thinking I was crazy. Oh, it's nothing. I just hear it a lot, you know? I replied back. If I told her, she probably would have believed me but I just tried to make it seem like it was nothing. That night, the sound lasted until I fell asleep. Fast forward to the next week, and we're hearing the same sounds at night. My sister and I, now we're starting to get paranoid. I was just, I was too, but I just told her it was nothing. Just a dumb bird. At this point in the summer, I was listening to lots of skinwalker stories and started connecting the similarities to what was happening with me. One night, me and my sister were just chilling in our beds with our window open when the noises started up again. This time, the sound they sounded more ragged and sick. They stopped pretty quickly after they started. Me and my sister just shrugged at each other and went back to our phones when suddenly, right next to our window, we hear the most blood-curdling scream. It wasn't human. It sounded like a baby screaming, crossed with a dog yelping. With that sound ringing in our ears, me and my sister both jumped and screamed, hiding under her... her me... I'm sorry. Me and my sister both jumped, and she screamed, hiding under her covers. Honestly, 
I hid under my covers too. With my heart racing, we waited what seemed like hours until my sister whispered, whisper yelled at me, asking if it was safe. I had put my big boy pants, big boy pants on and uncovered to close the window. I did so rather quickly, but when I got to the window, nothing was there. My sister wanted to tell our parents, but I knew they would never believe us. The next day, though, I had asked if they heard anything, which they said they hadn't. I brought this stuff up to three of my friends one night while having a sleepover. At first, most of them took it as a joke, but then I explained how I felt I was being followed and having a sense of dread 24 hours a day. Then they seemed to believe me, and I told them that I had that I thought it followed me to their houses. And what freaked us all out was that night, my friend's dog started barking and growling like crazy. Afterwards, one of my friends had remarked, why did we become friends with a Native American? It made us laugh and calmed the atmosphere the rest of the night. Like I said, this had been lasting all summer, so eventually we got used to it. Sometimes it sounded like there was more than one, but as long as it didn't get close to it, close, we didn't care. At my friend's house, it was still the same. Paranoid of seeing it, even walking the dogs at night freaked me out because their gaze would fixate on something in the tree line, just out of my sight. They wouldn't bark or anything, just stare and then start sprinting towards home. I'd follow, gripping the leash so they wouldn't get away. It really freaked me out. One night, I caught a glimpse of it through the curtain crack. The noise had gotten closer. Me and my sister were prepared to hear another those terrible screams, but no. I looked out the window and the wind blew in and I saw what I believed was the skinwalker. I looked so quickly, so it looked so sickly and thin, its eyes sunken and its face looked like it was scowling. I just stared at it until the curtain moved back and then it was gone. The dread had filled me even more. After that, we heard less and less. Towards the end of the summer, we had heard it again, and I decided to record the sound. It sounds weirder in the recording, but it's there. I wish there was a way to show it on here, but everything had died down till recently. I still have that constant feeling of dread, and I've become more paranoid, but I know that I've been, what I've been experiencing and hearing is real. Last month, me, my siblings, and my dad saw a white deer. I know what that means. It means good luck. But just the other day after my dad picked me up from work, he told me that on the way, he had seen a white wolf sitting on the side of the road, just watching the cars. I don't know if this is significant, but it's something to note. Also, my sister has been experiencing stuff while in her room. Just last week, she came running out of the room saying her, she heard scratching at the window. It's all just super freaky and weird. I'm really kind of paranoid guy. 
But this is all too weird to just be coincidences. I just hope it stops soon. I'd love to get a good night's sleep. So, that's the end of the original story. And then, one user says, update us if something happens. He says, I will. I need accounts if I get taken by a skinwalker. Ha ha. Then he says, um, somebody puts very interesting. I'm very paranoid as well. Any updates? He replies back, not yet. My dad and I have been seeing some weird black things run across the road, but that could be easily written off as just animals. Then this other guy pops up and says, or the same guy by the name of Danbug9023 says, That's possibly true. I'm dying to come face to face with a skinwalker. I know that sounds terrible. I probably wouldn't know how to handle it and come to very deeply regret it anyway. The chances of me ever seeing one are probably zero. Either way, because I live in Florida. I am part Native American though. It said on my Ancestry.com DNA results anyway. I'm glad nothing too weird has been happening with you at least. Spunky guy then replies, maybe they don't like the humidity in Florida. But it's probably good you haven't seen one. It's scaring the hell out of me to say the least. And the sounds are just spine chilling. I usually don't believe in this kind of stuff, but part of me can't explain what what it was that I experienced. I wouldn't wish anybody to have to go through this. And then he says, it's always fun. And then Danbug comments another stupid comment and spunky guy says it's always fun talking to peeps who have the same interests and experiences blah 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 so it doesn't sound like a whole lot of actual updates just people commenting let's see if there's actual comments about the updates So it doesn't sound like there's an actual update of what happened aside from um, still seeing black images darting out in front of their cars. And I'd like to know if it if he's still having um, things happen. If he's still having things go on. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to reply. I'm just going to I'm going to reply to his thing and see if I can get some kind of update, current update. As a researcher, I think I owe that not only to myself but to the rest of you guys. 
you tune in time and time again because after all we need to know if it's picked up again if it's um, died down completely um, so yeah we absolutely need to know some more answers so with that being said ladies and gentlemen I will post a link to the 12 people tell their stories on my Facebook page go check it out just go to your Facebook type in at Hamcast you'll find me um, if you want to become a sponsor of the podcast you like what you're hearing you can do so with as little as 99 cents a month you just got to hit that support button if you have a story or an encounter that you want to share you can now do so via our Facebook page you don't have to do it here on the podcast if you do want to do it on the podcast uh, or through the podcast you can do it th- that way as well just either leave me a message by hit and reply to the podcast or hit send email um, as always give me a give me a thumbs up or a like and don't forget to tell your friends about hamcast nothing is off the table whatever goes bump in the night keeps you up at night keeps you out of the woods we'll be there Stay frosty, my friends. I'm Heavy Ham.